Heyo, and welcome to the In This Together podcast. I'm your host, MM. And I'm your co-host, Isla. And we are so excited to truly be in this together with you. So let's get started. Woo! Hey, hey. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> welcome Second back. episode. Oh my gosh, we're like geeking right now. I know. <laughs> we're just like excited to be on here and yeah. get to talk to you all again. Um, but some of y'all might have seen, we are going to be talking about, or heard in the last episode, we are going to be talking about Isla's big move because she was so humble when she talked about it in our first episode. <laughs> She's like, yeah, like I just moved. And, um, well, y'all, she moved from college station. She had never left college station in her entire life. She's going to tell you the story. I won't tell it for her, but just to put in perspective, um, she went from college station all the way to Tallahassee, Florida, um, to come work here for us for MO Designs to manage it. Um, and she has been absolutely incredible, but that's a big move. And she was so humble when she talked about it and just saying that, yeah, like I did it. And I said, yes and amen. But really, we want to talk about kind of like how it came about and like just kind of let the story of God, because it was totally God's story and totally God's will for getting here. But just kind of talk about how that's been. And she did graduate from Texas A&M. So we're going to talk about post-grad life. And because I know that's a really hard, um, I know that a lot of people are in right now and so we just kind of want to come on here and just talk about a little about Isla's life, get to know her, um, this amazing person that I get to sit next to you and do life with. So first off, Isla, so what kind of got you here? How did you get to Tallahassee? Tell them the story. Tell them all of the things. It is so crazy. Like every time I tell the story, mm-hmm. I just think like, oh my gosh, like that was real. Like that was real life. That happened because the story is just so crazy, but Yeah, so I went to Texas A&M, and I majored in communication. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I graduated college. That's why I picked communication, because it was such a broad major. I could really do, like, anything with it, and I didn't want to be stuck with only doing one career path, because Mm -hmm. I'm a very indecisive person. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. So, yeah, I chose that, and all throughout college when I was a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, I had no idea whatsoever. And it was really hard because everyone at A&M and probably all other colleges too, when they pick a major, they're all like, okay, I picked this major and this is what I want to do after I graduate. And they have Mm -hmm. like a whole five-year plan. Some people in my sorority had a 10-year plan. (laughs) I had a I don't know plan. Yeah. Wow, that's overwhelming. yeah, Yeah, it was so overwhelming. I would just listen and I was like, wow, that is so cool. You're so organized. Mm -hmm. And they would ask me, I was like, I don't really know. We'll just see what happens. And it was even hard saying that because I would get lots of looks. They're like, oh, you don't have it figured out. I'm like, nope, (laughs) but God does. And I was going to like giggle and like laugh and walk away. (laughs) But um, yeah, when it came to my senior year, I really wanted to get an internship for the summer because I was graduating in August. So I technically had an extra summer and I really wanted to work at camp. And I actually just wrote a blog post about it mm-hmm. where it goes more into detail. But I wanted to spend my last summer at camp, working at camp, being on the leadership team um, because I loved camp. And that was the only thing that I felt like I was passionate about. It was the only thing I saw or of where I could be like, oh, I can work there. Maybe that could be my career because I had no idea what I wanted to do. 
But then that October, so my fall semester of senior year, I got a call that I didn't get leadership team, but I had the option to go back to camp. But I told myself if I don't get leadership team, because that's kind of like an internship, mm-hmm. then I probably should find an internship. And it was going to be like my adult summer. And it was really, really hard because um, I made a LinkedIn. And, and when did this happen? When did you find this out? October. Okay. Yeah. And um, made a LinkedIn, could not find anything on LinkedIn at all. I would just scroll and scroll and scroll. And it was hard too, because a lot of um, seniors at the time, they would get their job like that semester. So there was one guy I knew actually, he got his job September of his senior year. And so he was just chilling all senior year. He was like, yeah, we'll just start next year. I was like, oh, great. Perfect. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. And um, I had no idea. And I would, I went to the career fair um, the spring semester of my college and it, or spring semester of my senior year. And I just left feeling so discouraged because I had no luck and I just felt so out of place. I didn't find anything that was interesting. I didn't feel, I just did not feel peace about anything. I would talk to people and it's not like it went bad, but I just never saw myself there. And it was really, really hard. And, um, it was just hard to like not going back to camp because I, Basically, if I didn't get leadership, I mean, I probably couldn't work full time. Mm-hmm. And that was just a hard pill to swallow. So I was like, well, that's a shut door. I need to find something else. And my whole um, senior year, I just kept on praying and praying and praying for the Lord just to continue closing doors, even if it was hard, and to continue opening doors that needed to be mm-hmm. open. And that was such a hard prayer because all senior year, I just felt like, it was all closed doors. I was like, dang, I know what God doesn't want me to do. I'm like, can you show me what you want me to do? Like, even if it's just like a little hint, uh-huh. like a small door, anything and no, nothing. And, um, it was, it was really like, I laugh about it now, but it was really, really hard during like just me praying. I felt like I was praying just like a brick wall. Cause I kept praying, Lord, Reveal to me what I'm good at. Reveal to me my passions because I don't even know what I'm good at. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know my skills. And other people that went to college with me, they had all these skills that were so obvious. And so it made them job or made their job hunting way easier. And I was just kind of just stuck. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And it was so overwhelming when people, yeah, would just ask like, well, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? I was like, uh. I feel like there's yeah. so many people too who are in your same spot. Like, whenever you get into college, it's not like you magically know, like God just reveals this passion or like you're yeah. calling. And like, even whenever you're 30, like it might change. Like, how did you kind of like, when you're talking about that, like, cause I know so many people probably feel like that. How did you feel like when all these doors were closing and all these things, like, how did you kind of like hold on to that hope and that faithfulness that you were like going to have an open door? Like God was going to like kind of reveal to you like your skills. Cause I feel like a lot of people probably feel kind of hopeless, you know, in that yeah. situation. And I know you probably felt hopeless. So how did you kind of, yeah, I felt completely discouraged, like a hundred percent discouraged. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I would cry all the time. I was like, I have no purpose. There's nothing. And I'm seeing everyone else have all these doors open. Like what? But I just kept having to remind myself that in his perfect time, he's going to open those doors and he's going to reveal to me. And it might not be right now. And I want it right now because it's comfortable. It's comfortable knowing that I have a job when I graduate and Mm. right now I don't and that's okay but I just kept having to tell myself like 
you're just making me wait and that's okay. And it's like, what can I learn in this waiting? And it was really, really fruitful because I learned, I always told myself like, yeah, like I trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. But then when situations like this happen, I'm like, wait, (laughs) do I? And I was really, really struggling. And it taught me how to actually like run to the Lord and keep my eyes on him and not have my eyes on other people. Cause I had my eyes on everyone else and that just led to comparison. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like they have a job. They, they know what they're doing. And I was just kind of saying, they're like, uh, hello. Mm-hmm. But when I actually was like, no, I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord. They're going to stay on him. And I'm just going to keep running this race with him. And at his perfect time, he's going to reveal to me. And it wasn't easy. It was a daily decision I had to make. But at the end of the day, like that's what brought me that peace was just fully relying on him and looking at him instead. What did he reveal to you? So that's. uh, Yeah. uh And so in the midst of that, um, I was on Instagram. This was in January, almost like a year ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That is so cool. A year ago, pretty much. Right now. Yeah. And um, I had followed MM Designs because I thought their um, Instagram was really cute. I really liked their your clothing line <laughs> there you your clothing line and everything and I just love the message I'm like oh this is just so sweet and this is just so fun and that's when you had posted that you were um, doing ambassadors and I remember you posted the application and I remember looking at that and right away I just got this warm feeling mm-hmm. that I had not felt honestly in like a year about anything I was like oh this seems so fun this seems like perfect even though it's not a job yeah but it's just something to get involved with it's something to be like okay like let's just see how this goes but I didn't apply <laughs> I like saw it and I was like oh and then I shot my phone and then was just like mourning <laughs> and I was like mm, I don't know what I'm gonna do but then I just kept thinking about it like every single day kept crossing my mind and I was scared to apply because I didn't want to get rejected because I've been rejected before and it's not a fun feeling and yeah it just kept being in my mind and then I remember you posted like ambassador applications close at five and it was three and I was like oh gosh and then I impulsively got my laptop and just sent in an application mm-hmm. and I was like well we'll see how it goes and then um a few weeks later you post on your story like we're gonna announce the ambassadors and thanks for everyone that applied if you basically got in, you'll get an email in an hour. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I had so much anxiety. And I just impulsively went to the gym. I never go to the gym. And I was just like working out just to be distracted. So I, didn't, I wasn't just staring at my phone. And then an hour passed and I didn't get an email. And I was like, no, it's okay. It's okay. It just wasn't meant to be. Y'all, we had a delay. We had, I had underestimated how much time had was going to take. Cause at the very beginning, it was just me. It was just Sarah Grace and I. Yeah. And so we had just the two of us and we had completely underestimated how many, how long it would take to send out emails to the hundred or so ambassadors and to organize it all and everything. And we were like, oh no. So they, we told them an hour and it actually ended up being like three hours later that it ended up 
get a new email. So, so sorry if you're in that ambassador run. That yeah, was... we all got like trolled. <laughs> and I was so sad. And I didn't even tell anyone I applied because I was like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. It was going to get rejected. My whole life is rejection. And then I went, this is funny. I don't know if I told you this. I went to a Chinese restaurant with my mom after and we got a fortune. And my fortune said, you will receive good news. Oh, I never knew oh, that. really? Yeah. yeah. I was like, you'll receive good news very soon. I was like, like bitter when I saw it. I was like, I just received, I just got rejected. And I know. And I just was like, oh. And my mom was like, no, that's really good. Because she was like really being helpful throughout the whole job application process. She's like the hopeful one. I'm just, I was very pessimistic, honestly. And I was like, <laughs> and then um, when I got home, that's when I got the email, like, congratulations, you've been chosen. And I was like, oh. I was so excited. I was so shook. And I was like, yay. And then I like ran downstairs. And because um, right as I got that email, I took out my fortune that I still had. I like kissed it. I was like, I think it's good news. And I ran downstairs. I told my mom, I was like, mom, this is what happened. And she was so happy. She's like, see, Isla, like, you god does have plans for you i was like oh thanks and so um yeah i became an ambassador for your program and that was so so fun and um so i really enjoyed doing that that was honestly such a big blessing by spring semester of my senior year because it was the only thing that i really had that i was enjoying and that mm -hmm. i was like oh i am passionate about doing stuff like this like being in this Bible study and just like making all these new friends from all over the U.S. And um, but while that was still happening, it was basically my last semester. Still was scrolling on LinkedIn, couldn't find anything, went to the career fair again. Well, technically I didn't. I walked up and I was like, actually, no, <laughs> and I walked away. And then because um, just, yeah, it wasn't me. And um, yeah, just, but I was still praying. I was like, Lord, like, I'm still not really receiving anything, it seems like. Mm -hmm. I don't, I still don't know what my passions are or what I'm good at. And this is senior year of the college. Senior so like, year. <laughs> we had so many questions because we put out a Q&A for mm -hmm. people to like kind of just like say what their questions were for post-grad life. They're in it or they're about to be in it. And so many questions were like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what God's calling me to. I don't know. And just a little hope, like, yeah. She did not know until like literally it was her senior year. It wasn't even until she found her job till after then. And so just kind of giving everyone a little bit of hope. I hope like whenever you mm -hmm. like listen to this and listen to her story about it, you might not have it at the timing that you want it to be at and the timing that feels comfortable, but God is going to bring those things to you. Mm -hmm. Just whenever you find like one skill at a time, you know, like, or one passion at a time, you know, yeah. just, and just kind of put yourself out there. Like the biggest thing literally from Isla, like, <laughs> How she's about to say that she got her job and all those things like she put herself out there from one ambassador application yeah and then you'll see in a little bit what happens but like it was just one application that she put herself out there and said okay like i'm okay if i fall if i fail flat on my face like lord mm -hmm. i'm just gonna put this out because you put it on my heart and so i'm gonna say yes and you what happens from here on out is up to you yeah exactly and since yeah at this point it was april Mm -hmm. And pretty much 90% of the people that I was going to school with that were my age had their jobs all lined up. And so, yeah, in my mind, I was panicking. But also at the same time, like I would have moments of panic, but I was still surprisingly just like a little confident in the Lord. And I was like, you know what? Like 
it's just not my time yet to know. And I'm just, I'm still going to try. I'm not just going to like sit in my room, but, um, I was still, still praying and praying like that. I really had to put my faith muscles to work that semester. Cause it was so, so hard. And, um, and yeah, people just kept asking me. So like, wait, do you know now? I was like, no. <laughs> and all I would say was like, I think I want to go to Dallas, but mm-hmm. that was it. And I had no idea. And it was also hard because that's when summer was approaching. People were graduating. I saw an extra summer that I didn't really know. I was still looking for internships, but nothing. I just didn't feel peace about any of them. And that was hard because that's when camp was going on. And I was so, so close about like going back to camp just with a different position. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, like nothing's like shown up, but Mm -hmm. I did not feel peace about camp at all, even though I like really wanted to make it happen. And I would always pray about it, never felt peace. And even my friends and my family, they were all like, no, I just don't think that's Mm -hmm. the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful for them. And um, yeah, I finally just made the decision. I was like, well, I'm gonna spend my summer in College Station going to be okay. I'm just going to, I literally told my mom, I'm going to work at this boutique by my house and that's just how it's going to go. And so once I actually decided that, that's when you, because the ambassador program also had ended in May. Mm -hmm. So that was done. But then in, I think the end of May, you had posted on your Instagram story, intern needed if you're in the Santa Rosa or Destin area. And I remember looking at that and I got like that exact same warm feeling I did when you post the ambassador applications. I was like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. this is the most perfect um, internship. And it was cool because also like a week before you like put that out, Mm -hmm. I was in Disney World with my mom. Mm -hmm. Totally forgot to say this. (laughs) And um, because I knew once I got back, like real life was going to hit and I had to apply to the boutique that I didn't want to work at. And so I was crying in Animal Kingdom. (laughs) And um, my mom comes back from the restaurant. She's like, why are you crying? And I was like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I just feel defeated. Like, this is it. I had my breaking point at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. And I literally just said, I was like, I just want to spend my summer in Destin. Like, I don't know why. Just because I love the beach, maybe. But I just wanted to be away from everything. She's like, Destin? I was like, yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> and then that's then a week later, that's when you posted mm-hmm. your thing. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so perfect. And I remember I ran downstairs again to my mom. I was like, look at this internship. And it's like the company I, I was an ambassador for. And she's like, oh my gosh, that seems so fun. And so we were both like, yay. But then immediately I was like, well, it's just not going to work. Because uh, Destin from College Station was about 12 hours. Mm-hmm. At the time, I had a car, but it was breaking bad. Like AC was going out every two days in the summer. Mm-hmm. So it was really bad. And then I even if I got the internship, where was I going to live? Like all like, I'm a realist person sometimes. And so for me, I was like, oh, this just isn't going to work out. It just doesn't make sense. It just seems impossible. Like I told my mom, it's just impossible. Even though it's fun, it's not going to work out. And usually my mom is, you know, kind of a realist too. But for some reason she was like, I don't know, you should actually like apply. You know, we'll just see what happens. And if you get it, we'll figure things out. And I was so confused by that. I was like, wait, mom, like, who are you? Like, what do you, what, what do you mean? And so shout out mom, if you're listening, but, um, 
yeah, it was just really, it, it was really, it just didn't seem like it was going to work out. And I ended up just randomly applying. I was like, you know what? Like, what else am I going to do? I said no to camp. And I mean, I'm just going to apply to that boutique. So might as well. And if I get a no, at least I tried. Yeah. And I applied and then didn't hear anything back. And then, so I was like, well, that was a no. And um, I ended up hanging out with one of my friends that night and I was telling her about it. I was like, yeah, I got rejected. She's like, oh, you did? And I was like, well, kind of. I just didn't get an email back. So I just assumed that's a no. And she's like, girl, why don't you text her? And I was like, oh, that's awkward. And I, but I ended up texting you Mm -hmm. and then that, I was like, hey, that internship is still available. I'm interested. And then basically we had like a 10-minute FaceTime call. It was like our first time talking ever. Uh And you basically said like, well, you're welcome to come down. If you can find a place, then the internship is yours. I remember when you called me and she was like, I applied to the internship. And I was like, but aren't you from Texas? I was like, like, are you coming down here already? Or like, is there anything? And she's like, no, but I would love to come and do the internship. And so – on my heart, I was like, okay, if there is like this passion and like this like piece of her like reaching out and like continuing to wanting to do the internship, I literally, I told Issa, I said, if you find a place that you can live at, you have a job, like you have the internship, like it's here, it's for you. Cause I knew it was, it's so hard in our area to find something to mm-hmm. live. And like, I, we had friends that were from Auburn and they had been looking from, I'm from like 30A area and they had been looking since January of the year. And she was here in May. No, it was June. At this point, it was June. Yeah, at this point, it was June. And she was trying to look for somewhere to live, like, in the next two weeks. So I basically was just like, I would love for you to come and be here with me. But if you had, like, kind of – we don't have a place for you. So if you find a place, then you are more than welcome to come, and I'll know. And for me, that was kind of like, okay, the Lord had obviously, like, put her in my life for her to reach out again after the internship application. And Mm -hmm. then for – the fact that she was willing to move from Texas. And I was like, okay, God, if this is from you, and that's something you really have to like be attentive from, like when it's so not my will, you know what I mean? Like it's so not my power that any of this happened, like that you are sitting here right now. Like it is so not my will. It is so God's will. Mm -hmm. And whenever things like that happen in your life, I just was like, okay, God, like if you really want her to be here, I just prayed. And I said, Lori, like if you want her to be here, then Lord, show her the place, show her where she should be. And I will accept her and I will be so excited and her and I will be best friends and we will work together um and god i did not say the best friends part because i was like we'll be friends like it'll be exciting (laughs) but then god like literally gave me my best friend from just something that was put on her heart that she had peace about and it was also you could have so easily taken that job and gone to camp you know and it might not Mm -hmm. have been exactly what you had it didn't have what the peace that you were looking for though, you know, like it didn't have the Lord's peace. And like, there's going to be a lot of good options for your like post-grad life or for your internship life, like to everyone listening, there's going to be a lot of good options, but wait for the God option. You know, like, I know that's kind of cheesy, but literally like, it's like, wait for the one that you have peace about. It might sound kind of unrealistic and impossible like Isla's did, but it was God's option. And now look at the fullness of where her life has come to where now she's sitting here with me and working and we, our best friends, sisters have had the most incredible time going and creating a community here. Um, and so anyways, it's just, just wait for that God option in your life because you did it Isla. And I know that took a lot of strength, but I'm really proud of you. And I'm really proud of you for doing that. Oh, thanks. But mm-hmm. I love how you say that too, because 
I had to tell myself when camp was an option. Mm-hmm. And I did have some people be like, oh, yeah, go, girl, you do it. Mm-hmm. But I, for some reason, just did not have peace. And I felt uncertainty. And, you know, like God doesn't produce confusion. He's not going to produce any uncertainty. He's going to produce peace. And if there's no peace, then it's like, no. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that. If it's not, God, if, it, if camp is not like your best for me, then I don't want it. And that was really, really hard because I had to be the one to say, no. Mm-hmm. And even though when I said no, I had no other options. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. And um, – You had to say no when it was uncomfortable. When yeah. It was, like, it was so hard. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to say no when you have a lot of options, but yeah. it's hard when you don't. And so there might be a job offering right now that you have that you might just not have peace about. And yeah. if you don't have peace about, then really pray and say, like, Lord, is this what you really want me to be? Because I think a big thing people struggle with, especially, like, post-grad life or, like, going into this next season is, like, God, like, where do you want me to be? And we think it's going to be like this magical answer of like these doors opening up. And it's like, it's not that. It's like whenever you are praying about it, whenever you are like, also take the time to pray about it. Sometimes we just are like, oh, we just jump at all these different options and we don't take the time to say like, God, is this what really what you have for me? You know, like, yeah. is this really where you want me? And mm-hmm. um, just like Isa, how did you kind of get that peace? Because I think we always talk about like these peace and like this feeling, but like, how did you feel that? Like that one feeling, like obviously that was the Holy Spirit, like being like guiding you to even see that post. Think about how many Instagram stories there are a day or posts there are a day, but you saw that and it was by design and by reason. So like, yeah. how is that like kind of peace attained? Because I feel like that's something we never really talk about when it comes to like actually making decisions like for the Lord. Yeah. I mean, yeah, saying no to camp was hard. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. I cried mm-hmm. for a good two days because I didn't feel that peace. But I found myself when I was actually just listening to God's voice and almost not my own mm-hmm. or not even like people around me and just like, yeah, silencing all them and just tuning into the Lord. That's when I could actually just like in that moment of just being still could just clearly just hear him. Mm-hmm. And just I can t- I just, like I said before I put my faith muscles at work and I just kept like pouring into that relationship mm-hmm. and just kept pursuing even if I didn't feel like it even if I didn't feel anything like I just I kept running mm-hmm. running and running mm-hmm. back to him and that's honestly yeah just how I yeah felt it just tuning out everyone else and just listening like okay God what's your yes I know like mm-hmm. what I want my yes to be mm-hmm. I know I want my friends yes to be but what's yours and just kind of going in with an open heart and open hands and just saying, okay, Lord, like whatever you want for me, then just like show me. Yeah. Because when I tried to take things into my own hands, like everything was just complicated. It just wasn't working out. Mm -hmm. But then when I actually like let him work in me, Mm -hmm. then that's when things, I wouldn't say like easy, but it was smooth in a sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. When you say like you were like pouring into like you mean like pouring into the Lord and like being with him and like silencing other people's voice like how did you do that like was it like prayer and like but like you know what I mean like what were like tangible ways that actually because there's probably a lot of people listening to you like okay I want to do that I want to spend time with the Lord like how do I do that I was literally every single day I would just fall to my knees like by my bed and just pray and I was like Lord like I don't I don't know what's going on like I don't understand but I'm just going to like rest in the fact that you do. And that's all that matters. And I did that not even just like once a day. I would do that multiple times a day. Like I would pray about it as much as I thought about it. And it that's how I felt connected. And it's like even with friendships, like the way you feel connected is when 
you're both putting an effort into the relationship and you're both pursuing each other. And that's how the same, it's the same with the Lord. It's like, I was put, we were both putting in that effort. I was like meeting him Mm -hmm. by like prayer, by reading, by even just like, I have a thing on my phone that on my notes that says text to God Mm -hmm. and I'll just like start typing on it. Like, Hey God. Um, I love that. That's how I'm stressed. Yeah. And I would just like pray, pray, pray. And literally just like tune everything else out. Like I would, just get rid of Instagram because I would just find myself scrolling, getting more anxious. It's good. And comparing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? No more scrolling in that. I'm going to scroll in my Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read and know that like, okay, like if you, you're, you're a God that is refuge and that is healing and that it's going to like, you're my peace and freedom. I'm going to like run to that instead. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it, it was honestly like the biggest answer is just praying yeah. every single day. And like God hears prayers. Like I was, and that's something that was probably like the coolest part of this whole story is like, wow, like the whole time, like he was listening and he was there mm-hmm. and all we're called to do is just running after him, mm-hmm. really. When you said like de- you deleted Instagram, I said, yeah, that's good because I know it might sound a little weird because we're an online business and how we honestly talk to a lot of y'all is through Instagram and through social media. But at the end of the day, our only goal here, and I just want to be like, say this is like our only goal for all this and like the products we make the things that we post like all the things that we do is only not to distract you from god and not to distract you and just keep you scrolling we want honestly we want it to connect you with the lord maybe even help you get off your phone and then come into the presence of the lord so what you said is so good because there's so many people who feel that comparison like you were talking about earlier and they like see everybody else doing good and maybe it's kind of time like social media yes it can be a great place and it's Mm -hmm. a place where we should encourage and we should champion others but also you have to take into account what season you're in and if you're not in a season where like it's mentally good for you to be scrolling and be on it then maybe it's time to kind of get off you know like maybe if you are about to find trying to find a job and all this stuff like yes it's great because it connected like look at the power of social media like it literally connected us like like it has such great power but then also there were times when isla had to delete it you know Mm -hmm. and there's just a time and there's a season it goes back to that verse in ecclesiastes and it says there is a time for everything and everything has its season. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. There is a time. So for all of these things, there's a time to have Instagram. There's a time not to have Instagram. There's mm-hmm. a time to have social media and there's time not to. There's a time to limit your phone usage, but you have to listen to the Holy Spirit that's on your life leading you and say, hey, maybe it's time to kind of like get off the phone. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's time and it's not always going to be easy to listen and to delete the app or mm-hmm. to delete whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like what's not like what's easy isn't always what's best and so it's kind of time to maybe take those things and do the hard part um and literally and really let the lord refine you in that so that's really beautiful that you did that yeah and because instagram that time was just feeling comparison Mm -hmm. and it just was not good and the longer i would scroll the more i would scroll i just found myself comparing and get and then comparison led to insecurity and my eyes were just so focused now on comparison that it wasn't my eyes weren't focused on like the lord's promises and i was like okay this this can't happen so i deleted it and it was it was really really good it was it was so fruitful Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad i did it but then yeah after our phone call where you're like yeah find a place i was (laughs) like okay and then yeah tom i was like um i got it so i I need a place right now and she was like what and yeah like Maya said it's very very hard to find a place in the 38 area Mm because it's such a touristy town Mm -hmm. and basically that all that was available were 
hotels and Airbnbs that were like $9,000. We're like, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really, really hard. And so basically I had a goal. I was like, okay, I need to fix my car so I can get there safely and I need a place to live. And that was a whole nother arena of just prayer too. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, if the Lord wants me to be there, then he will make a way for me to be there. He'll make it happen. And if he doesn't want me to be there, then I won't be there. And that's okay. And sure enough, my mom, she, I give her all the credit because those two weeks were so hard. I was feeling so discouraged and so defeated. Like if one thing didn't work out, I was like, that was it. That was a sign Mm -hmm. not going. And, um, but my mom, like, she really like kept her faith. She's like, no, like I, I feel peace about this and I'm going to help you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was crazy. She was on Facebook one day found um a girl named hannah shout out hannah (laughs) had a townhouse and it was crazy because i needed a place starting in july and on facebook she was like hey i'm moving to santa rosa beach florida on july 2nd or something like that i'm looking for a roommate let me know if you're interested and it was so cool she was a few years older than me we reached out and she was like yeah come on down and i told her i was like i'm only going to be there until august she said oh that's perfect no worries and so I found a place and it was such a blessing. And then at the same time, um, I was trying to fix my car, but my car was just, it was done. <laughs> and um, it was so cool because randomly there was my car now that like was really, really cheap at mm-hmm. the time. They're having a sale. I Car place having sales and what? <laughs> and yeah, they had a sale and it was in our budget. And my mom was like, well, you've had this car since you were 15. It's probably about time. And it's such a good price. Like why pass it up and end up getting a car. And it was so cool because the guy that sold me the car, he had no idea like who I was or what I was doing or why I need a car. But I remember when he was filling out, he's like, oh, here's like a protection plan. Like, you know, if you're driving to Florida or something. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, wait, sir, I'm driving to Florida. That's why I need a car. He was like, oh my gosh. It was just so cool. Like just even that little thing. I was like, wow, like I can Mm -hmm. just feel God just like Mm -hmm. in this car buying process. It was just another affirmation of like, okay, like he wants me here. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, two weeks later, found a place, got the car. And then me and my mom made our way to Florida. And that's when I started the internship with you mm-hmm. and was in Florida for a month, month and a half. Yeah. I helped you with the life retreat that we had. And I helped you with orders and mm-hmm. everything. It was literally so fun. Such a blessing too. Such a blessing. I was in so over my head because a lot of people I think they see this business and they think that it is so many people that are like here and like honestly our team has really grown and I'm so thankful for that but there for a long time like pretty much for like the first year and a half really it was just Sarah Grace and I like and it would be I had my my friends Ellie one of my friends Mallory I love y'all thank you for helping um and I would have like friends come and help um that I would hire but I mean, it was really just me and um, like doing a lot of the filling orders because Sarah Grace really helped with social media. And so whenever Isla came along, we were in the middle of literally planning a retreat. And I just knew that God had put it on my heart. I didn't know exactly how I was going to do it. I It was seemed one of those things where it literally seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how God was going to do it, but he put Isla in my life. God brings her into my life. And then she helps me with the life retreat. And I could have never done it without her, but God knew all along she was coming, you know? And mm-hmm. so he just said, be faithful in these little steps. So I was just faithful in those little steps. And then it was started to get it there. And there was times where I was definitely like scared, like, oh my gosh, this retreat is coming. We're about to have 
40 girls coming and I am, it's me and Sarah Grace and I, I had a great team of ambassadors, but, um, and also a sweet friend, Grace Valentine, who was helping guide me in it all. But whenever Isla came was whenever I really was like, okay, we got this. And, um, just kind of getting there was definitely really difficult, but she was such a blessing in my life. And so then, and she came and the whole time she's saying, she's like, yeah, I don't really have a job. And I did not think anything of it, y'all. Like, I was yeah. like, well, she's going back to College Station. Like, this is – I love this friend. I'm That's so glad it. I met her. Like, we had no sort of any, like, even hints. Like, the Lord had not even put it on my heart. It was not even on my radar. And it was, like, the whole time. And I was like, man, this is so much fun working with her. Wow, we're such a good team. Wow, she is so wise. I learned so much for her from her. And it was all of these things that would just, like, kind of happen. And then literally a week before she left – or like a week or two before she left, I was kind of like, I don't really want her to leave. And I was like, what am I going to do when I go back to school? And I knew we were having, we were going to get a new shop. Kind of when she came is when I found out that we were moving from our warehouse to having like a studio shop, which has been such a blessing and so amazing. But I had no idea how I was going to do it. And then I'm like kind of just trying to figure it out. And then here's Isla over here saying like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm going to do for a job. And I was like, wow, God you put her in this path. And so then I asked her, I said, Isla, do you want to come to Tallahassee? And she was like, in her head, she was definitely like, absolutely not. But her heart was like, yes. And so there was a lot of prayer and things that went into that too. But um, she thought she was only doing an internship. And then she came and I was like, basically, you'll be the manager. This is what I have to offer you. And I was just one of those things again, where I was like, well, if you find a place, if the Lord wants you here, he'll bring you here. And when I, when we say that too, I think a lot of people think like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to let kind of God bring me these things. But it's like, no, like I'm going to go out. Like even I remember this is like a silly thing, but whenever I had the TYJ hats, like when I was first doing those, like there were so many roadblocks on like trying to make those and trying to get those established. And, um, it would have been really easy for me to just been like, Oh, well, this is just a closed door. Kind of like mm-hmm. how you were saying earlier, like, Oh, this is just a closed door. Like, um, like I'm just going to sit here. I'm gonna let God bring the TYJ hat to fruition. But just he had put it on my heart. And I think that's something that like if God put you put that on your heart, like just whenever there's challenges and there's struggles, that doesn't mean that that's a closed door. Like if God put that on your heart, then you still need to walk out and follow through with it. You know, like even right now we're in the midst of Isla doesn't have a place because apartments have been difficult and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. But that's not a closed door necessarily. Like God's put this on her heart. Like we're still continuing to do so. It's just us kind of, it's a a struggle, you know, and it's one of those things that the enemy is real and he is going to want you to not do the TYJ hat and to not be in Tallahassee and to not go to whatever job you want to have that God may put on your heart. And it might seem kind of impossible, but if God put that on your heart, then there's a reason and you need to listen to that and um, stay attuned to that. And if it takes daily reminding yourself of that and asking him, Lord, is this still what you're putting on my heart? Um, Because amidst all the struggles that we had here at MM Designs and all the things with DYJ hat, there is never a question about whether or not I like God wanted me to do it. It was always a question of like, Maya, are you, are you going to be able to do it? You know? And Mm -hmm. that's where I realized that Maya, where are you going to do it? That's it. That's fear. And that's enemy. And that's the everyday life that we're in right now. But God said, no, I want you to do this, you know? So Mm -hmm. really walking out in that purpose and everything. And just like surrendering to like the Lord's plans, not our own. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what I had to do. I was like, well, what if you want it, then it will, but I'm going to surrender to you Mm -hmm. and what, you have for me not yeah. what I have for myself but yeah. that yeah it wasn't just me sitting back in bed like okay do your thing mm-hmm. I'm just gonna chill right here 
No, like it takes necessary steps too. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad that you said that because mm-hmm. it's not just like, God, you do everything. No, it's definitely like, we're going to do this together. Moved to Tallahassee mid-September and that was a whole journey itself too because I had never left home. That mm-hmm. was my first time moving away. And typically people from A&M, they kind of, I call it like the Texas Triangle. They either go to Austin, Dallas, or Houston. Mm-hmm. And so I always was like, oh yeah, I'll probably go to one of those. And because that's where all my friends went. Yeah. And I had never also left home for college. I lived at home all four years of college because I'm from College Station and A&M was 10 minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. So that was my first time moving and it was so uncomfortable and it was very, very challenging. And I didn't really know what I was doing and I was scared. But it was so cool that I remember I was talking to my friends and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of nervous. Like, never left home, college, like I'm comfortable in Texas. I'm comfortable with College Station. I don't really know anything else. And she said such a simple statement, but it just hit different. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, God's not going to stay in College Station when you leave Tallahassee. Like he's going with you there. That's good. And I was like, oh, I was like, Brittany, I Mm -hmm. needed that. And that's honestly what brought me so much peace and comfort. And I found my strength in that. I was like, I'm not driving to Tallahassee by myself. Like God's in this car with me, with all my furniture and everything. (laughs) And he's going to help me in this time. And when I'm in Tallahassee, he's still going to be with me. And because to my head, I was like, I'm going alone. I mean, I have Maya, Mm -hmm. but that's it. But that was such a lie because God is with, he's here now. Like, and he was with me the entire time. And it was, it was really, really just comforting. And even though I knew that when I moved here, it was still hard. It's hard adjusting. Mm-hmm. No one really prepares you for post-grad life. Yeah. I've What's the one thing that like you didn't expect like from post-grad life? Because everyone always talks about it. It's almost yeah. like a, it's almost like a mythical. It's, statement, yeah. It's like, like this scary abyss yeah. that we don't know. <laughs> exactly. And like, what was the, honestly everything, <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I think I was telling you this or maybe one of my friends, but you know, when you're going to high school, everyone prepares you for high school. Like, oh, this is what classes are going to look like. This is what prom is like, homecoming, Friday night lights. And then you also have like, you know, like, even though it's not for real, but you have high school musical to look at. And you're like, okay, I got an idea of everything. And then it's the same for college, you know, when you're making that transition to college, like, oh, this is what it's going to be like. This is what sorority recruitment is going to be like. This is what living in a dorm or college game day or whatever. So you kind of have an idea of what it's going to look like. And for college, you can go on college campus tours. Yeah. So you understand what you're getting yourself into. Or like for me at A&M, we had our new student conference. So that's the summer before your freshman year. And you go there and you go to your major department and you meet all the other incoming freshmen. You have we had fish camp and we had impact for incoming freshmen mm-hmm. where you learn all the yells and all that stuff, but you don't have that for post-grad life. It's like, it's weird. No one talks about it. Yeah. No one, it's just, oh yeah, I got a job. I'm moving here. <laughs> or, oh yeah, I'm engaged. We're going to get married the mm-hmm. summer. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And th- that's literally like, that's all it is. Yeah. And then when I actually graduated and I was in post-grad life, I was like, whoa, it's so different. It's not, it's weird because, you know, in high school, everyone's working to graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. Everyone's probably like in a sport or you're all like in the same classes. You're all doing, you're all students. 
And then same with college. You're all college students. You're all going to these classes. You're all involved with this. You have like that. You're surrounded by people a lot. Mm -hmm. And you have youth groups. You have college groups. You have all of that. But then when you graduate, everyone kind of just disperses. So you have people that got married right after right after they graduated and then you have people still getting their masters or you have some people just went the corporate life just by themselves or you have people that just moved to a whole different country and then you have people like me that are kind of in the in-between yeah of all of those mm -hmm. and it's really hard and even just comparing you're like oh man I'm 22 23 24 25 and I'm not married or I don't have my dream job or I'm XYZ and it's it's really really hard mm -hmm. and I think people have the misconception of like I have to like have it all when I graduate I have to be with my soulmate even if we're just dating mm -hmm. or I have to like have my dream job I have to be in my dream city and because it looks like everyone else has it figured out but in reality like I'm pretty sure all my friends if y'all are listening <laughs> and that are in post-grad y'all can vouch them and be like I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm so confused. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I finally talked to some people about it and they said, yeah, like your first year post-grad life, it's, it's just weird. Like yeah. everyone just describes it. When I talk to people from A&M, they're like, yeah, it's just weird. But it's all, it's just different, yeah. I guess. And like making friends, I know like a lot of people ask that question, mm -hmm. like how do you make friends post-grad life? Yeah. And I, it's definitely hard because in co college, and in high school, you're surrounded by people 24-7 and that are like in your sorority or your um, whatever involvement group you're in or your church or your class. And now it's like it's maybe you're living alone. You don't have roommates anymore because all your friends are married or the people your new community is your coworkers or even people you go to church with and it's all about honestly just putting yourself out there, even when it's uncomfortable and awkward and not, I had to learn this too, like not comparing my friendships from college to my friendships in post-grad life because mm -hmm. they're going to look different and every friendship is different and that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to have the exact same friendships you had in college or high school. Mm -hmm. You can make new ones and they're going to look, yeah, a little different, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And everything, but that's so good. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of make friends in post grad? You can kind of mm -hmm. give. We're about to be kind of wrapping it up here, but I think that was probably like one of our second most question asked question is like, how do you find community um, in post grad life? Like, how do you find? And I think honestly, too, when you said post grad life, I think it's so weird. Like after like listening to it, because at the end of the day, that's when life actually kind of like starts. Not yeah. that your life like starts. Like obviously you've had life through college, high school, mm -hmm. but it's like when your own path, like it's not told to you, like this is the path you have to go on. You have to actually choose now. Okay. This is the path that like God wants me to do. Like, it's not like set out before you and like this class schedule or this, you know, on yeah. these friend groups or anything like that. And so I think it's kind of where you take life into your own hands. And that's where we have to have the posture of giving that back up to the Lord, you know, yeah. what I mean? like, of having those open hands and being like, okay, God, my life is in my hands, but really it's in here it is. I'm giving it to you. So yeah. I think that's why post-grad life like looks so different because it's really when like kind of this whole other season place of life starts. So how mm -hmm. do you find community in that? Because we're so used to kind of finding community around, we're surrounded by people so much here in college and in high school that how do you find, how, I guess, how do you find community in life? Not even post-grad life, but how do you yeah. find community in life? Honestly, the first thing, just praying mm -hmm. for God to give you good friends, good 
community. Like I remember even when I was going into college, cause that was a whole new arena too. And I was scared. I was like, Lord, like I'm just praying that, you know, I'm really scared about what college is going to look like. I don't want to be lonely. I don't be by myself. I just pray that Lord, like you deliver me like really, really good friends that I can do life with where we have the same goal. And I would pray that prayer like all mm-hmm. the time and not even just expecting like, oh, I want like 50 friends. But even if you just have one good friend, then yeah. like that's that's all you need. Mm-hmm. And I just remember just always praying. And even with post-grad life, whatever you want to call it, I would always just pray like before I went to bed. I was like, Lord, like I just pray that you just give me people that I can be friends with. And I pray that it's not just like an acquaintance, like the service level friendship, but actually like delivering me friends that I can do life with where we're both pursuing you or both chasing after you. And so that's like, I feel that's the first thing I would yeah. tell people just start praying. Point one prayer. <laughs> prayer. Because Lord hears prayers. Like he does. Even when you feel like he doesn't, mm-hmm. he is. Even when you feel like he's not listening, he is. He's there. He knows, he knows what we want. He knows what we desire. And he's gonna, he's not just gonna let us be on our own because mm-hmm. we're created for relationships. So yeah. One prayer. Mm-hmm. Second, just honestly putting yourself out there. It's so awkward or it can be awkward. If you're like me, it can be a little awkward and it can be a little uncomfortable at some points, but actually just going like whether it's at your job or at church or I mean, even if you're at the grocery store, I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever, just going up to people and just introducing yourself and asking them to get coffee. Like, oh, we should get coffee sometime. Like I'm actually doing that with a girl next week. Mm-hmm. And it's just something like, it's not like this extravagant answer, but it's just simple. Just yeah. putting yourself out there because at the end of the day, like I think everyone's kind of waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of waiting for someone to pursue them, but like we don't so have to true. wait for someone to pursue us. We can be the pursuers That's, yeah. and we could go up to people like even girls that come into the shop we mm-hmm. talk and I'm like oh we should get coffee sometime we should hang out because you never know like what that one coffee hangout can turn into mm-hmm. and I don't know just being bold in that even if it's hard but you, like I said you never know what it can turn into we're called to be the askers yeah you know like called like as like Christians like as believers like to go out and to like spread love truth and light and like mm-hmm. one of those ways is like to be an asker you know like kind of putting it less about yourself and saying, hey, do you want to go get coffee? Because I actually am interested in getting to know you, you know? And I think a big thing too that I need to work on is like following up, you know, is like Mm -hmm. saying like, okay, I'm going to send a text. Like maybe you get into a routine of like, oh, like after you say, can I meet coffee? Like you actually get their phone number and be like, okay, like let's text, make this date. Like one of my friends, Micah does that. Um, She was actually one who came to our ambassador retreat, but, or our life retreat, but she will always like whenever we like go get coffee she's like okay let me let's put it on our notes right now and I'm like that is so awesome because it's yeah. just really intentional and honestly that's something that I have a hard time with because my schedule gets busy and I'm not the greatest at texting and so I think that was a really powerful way that she like really put herself out there and actually like followed through and putting herself out there there's mm-hmm. a difference between saying you're going to and like actually doing it and she did such a great job of that so yeah that's a really good tip is there anything else that kind of helped you with and that's we got prayer and put yourself out there i think that's honestly but yeah definitely too just following up like mm-hmm. that's a yeah big, well, that's actually a big thing yeah because prayer, putting yourself out there and following, following up, up. And like being it. intentional like yeah. if you say yes like i need to work on that too like mm-hmm. i'm telling myself that yeah because there's times like yes girl let's go get coffee 
yes yeah. and then that's it yeah and then she's like crickets <laughs> it's like no mm-hmm. let's yeah like be like micah hey girl yeah. like let's actually put it in our notes and yeah. actually be intentional about that because mm-hmm. once you actually go do that then okay it's like okay now you're building that foundation but exactly. you can't build a foundation if you're not if you're not doing anything yeah you know mm-hmm. exactly but, yeah prayer meet up no prayer putting yourself out <laughs> put there. yourself out there and follow it up follow it up so ppf if you need a PPF. acronym if that's how your brain works yeah <laughs> seriously thank you so much isla for just coming on and being honest and vulnerable about the things and the times that you did cry at <laughs> animal kingdom and just the <laughs> things that you walked through this post-grad life and really entering like this whole new stage of life and talking about your big move and honestly at the end of the day it just shows your faithfulness and it just shows the lord's faithfulness too like how incredible is it that we could hear this story and we know like isla and i keep saying when we talk about this podcast like these are our stories like these are god's stories yeah. and like it's so cool because when you say that there's no and you talk about how you got here and now she's ma- manager of mm designs and here in tallahassee and she's doing that and it's like that's not isla's story like that's god's story and there's no way you can't say like oh yeah isla did all that like mm-hmm. if we try to say that like y'all be like no she, there's no way she did you know yeah. like it really was like the lord just like creating that path for her and pre- that for us really too so just thank you for your faithfulness and for whoever's listening to this we just want to say thank you for listening thank you for coming along and doing this together with us because wow it is so beautiful and i can't wait to one day hopefully hear y'all's stories that god's put on your heart and uh, we just are so thankful for you guys for listening and one quick thing yeah also because i know people might just be listening to this like oh well uh-huh. that's just someone's story yeah like you got lucky yeah no like how god like worked in my life and when i clung on to that hope like that can be the same for you because you might be in a season or a semester or whatever where you just feel hopeless and you're like, I have no idea what this next semester is going to look like, what this next year, what this next week, what tomorrow. And I just hope this podcast is just an encouragement that like God's not done with your story. Even yeah. when you do feel discouraged or you feel like you have no purpose, like this is just an example of how like the Lord hears. Maybe you're sitting in your room or your car and you're just frustrated. You're like, Lord, like I'm, I'm trying to pray. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to listen, but I just feel silence. And I just want to like reassure you that there's no silence with God. Like mm-hmm. God is always there. He's always listening and he wants to help. And mm-hmm. it's just in his per- perfect time. So I just wanted to encourage you with yeah. that because it's easy to listen to this like, well, mm-hmm. what happened to them and not me? Yeah. I used to think that sometimes too, like I would see my friends or my peers ever accomplish things or get rewarded or whatever you want to call it. And I was like, dang, mm-hmm. well, like, God, is that going to happen to me? And I'd be like, no, but God's like, yes. And that can happen with you too. So I just wanted to encourage that and to not feel discouraged or even compare your story right now with Maya's or me, or maybe it's your friend, your roommate or whoever. So I just wanted to say that because the Lord knows things that we don't and he sees things that we don't. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And go listen. It's what Isla just said. Basically, the base of that is even when you don't see it, he's working. Mm-hmm. So right now, go listen to the song Waymaker. It's one of the best songs. And when I can't see God working in my life, I listen to that. So we're going to leave you there. Uh, go listen to that song. And we love you all. We Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>